The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so glad that you could tune in and join me today. I have a very special guest, so I'm really excited to jump into this. Now, I think we can all agree that this past year has been challenging to say the least. And so far, this current year is proving to be more of the same. I mean, we're only getting down to the end of March here, and it still seems like it's just kind of a continuation of the previous year. You know, it's like Groundhog Day over and over. So it's been difficult. It's been difficult for all of us. And my guest today is going to be sharing a way to make this year that we're in now really count and be a year of self-discovery and ultimately joyful. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel and we do have some hope along the way. So I'm excited to talk with her. Agape Stasinopoulos is my guest and she's a best-selling author and speaker who inspires audiences around the world. And I first met Agape when she released her previous book, Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, when I was at Hay House. And I always remembered our interactions then. And she was so warm and positive and just with such a great sense of humor. So I was really loving her new book. I just finished it last night. It's called Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life. And through the book, she takes readers on a journey and inspires them to let go of what doesn't work and instead create the lives they really want. And as I was reading it, I was thinking, you know, this is really like just having a good friend at your side at the ready with real advice that you can actually use. A lot of times people give you advice that you just can't use. So I'm really happy Agape could join me. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you for having me on the show. I We go way back, as you said, and uh, I enjoyed uh, listening to your podcast and the soulfulness and the way you really listen is, is a real gift. So thank you for um, having me on and anything that I can share uh, from my end uh, to help people through this, as you said, is very challenging time. One of the things that you said is so we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, let me just say one of my favorite quotes is that you are the light in the tunnel. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. You are the light. And I read this somewhere, and I, it's been kind of a, um, a mindset for me to uh, think uh, uh, the light and the power of the presence and the power of the divine and the miracle of life is present right now. And one of the things that we as humans tend to do is to uh, say, oh, the, this is, um, I have to go through this so that I will get to that other place and I will feel the presence of God or I will feel the, the light. And uh, that is a very erroneous mindset, if you see what I'm saying. Absolutely. That was one of the things I was going to bring up in our talk today. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned it just right off the bat, because you, you don't realize the things that you say sometimes. And, you know, Louise Hay that I worked with for so long was yes. so uh, made me so aware <laughs> of that, of, of what I say and how I say it and what it means. And, and it was funny when you just mentioned that the light at the end of the tunnel, we're actually the light going through the darkness. That's right. So we don't have to wait till the end and to find and, the light. Yes. Right. And in the book, in, in the chapter that this really spoke to me, I love this when you were talking about how, you know, the idea that happiness is the next job or the next partner and yes. we have that destination addiction that happiness is always out of reach. And you talk about breaking that cycle, that yes. cycle of longing. And I think that's so... Uh, pertinent to what's going on right now, because we're kind of in that space where we're longing for the end of this pandemic. We're longing for 
you know, something better. Absolutely. We're longing for the renewal of the energy and, uh, you know, conversing and speaking to a lot of my friends who, um, it's been exactly a year, Diane, since I have been here in Los Angeles with my sister, Ariana, and my niece, one of my niece, uh, what a blessing. She got married in a very private, sweet, um, intimate ceremony. But basically, it's been the three of us uh, with tremendous restrictions uh, in a sunny Los Angeles, which has not been as bad as being, you know, in Hurricane uh, Texas. And in, uh, but um, I have uh, dealt with every kind of emotion you can imagine. And one of the things that I want to address to our listeners is that in our humanness and in our human condition, we have the gamut of emotions. And this pandemic and this abruptness of shutting down the lockdown, the tremendous loss, loss of life loss of jobs, loss of finances, loss of uh, the social interaction, everything you can imagine we have faced. I mean, and let me just say this, my parents faced Second World War. So um, my sister and I often talk of how uh, this is bad and terrible, but it's not the Second World War. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there have been conditions that our parents and uh, human beings have suffered that have been way worse um, than what we are going through. However, this is not to undermine um, the incredible suffering that each one of us has suffered. And how do we uh, wrap our, our hearts and our minds around that is that... Uh, what they call grist for the meal, that when life throws you these conditions, these unexpected conditions, where we thrive and where our character uh, thrives and where we find our spirit and our soul is in being able to encrust, to, to, to let go and to find the loving and the lack of forgive of judgments moving back to the forgiveness of ourselves, the compassion. I have uh, opened up my heart to Agape, that's me, <laughs> more than any other time. And instead of saying, um, uh, this is, um, I, I will go through this, I have allowed myself to cry. I have allowed myself to uh, go through my hard times, to to really um, be upset and be angry and be frustrated, and I have allowed my unhappiness. And it is when we are—it's like a mother giving birth, you know. Like you allow yourself the process of the labor and the process of feeling what it is like to carry this child and then the child is born. And I see this time, Diane, for all of us, that has been a time of rebirth, a time of letting go. And ultimately, if you look at life, the short little lives that we have, uh, it it really is about letting go. I mean, the, the very end of our lives uh, and as we age and as we go and as we die, we are letting go to come into back to return home, to return to God, to return to the soul of who we are. However, while we're in this body, while we're going through these emotions and, and these hurricanes that we've gone through, how we do that, how we choose to be with ourselves do we love ourselves? Do we have compassion? Do we bring a kindness, a tenderness exactly where we find them? Not when um, things are better, not when the sun is out and we've all been vaccinated and we're out of this. Can we love ourselves? Can I be loving to Agape? Can you be loving to Diane? Can you bring your mighty spirit, your creativity, your generosity to you. Because if you do that, 
the, the gates of heaven open up. And that's really the challenge, isn't it? And it has been for all of us because it's so easy to let the darkness creep in. And no matter who we are, we're all dealing with this in different ways. I mean, exactly. it's, it's hard for everybody. And you may say, oh, well, these people that are living in mansions or whatever, they're, they've got it made. I mean, but we never know what's going on behind oh, this, closed exactly, doors. You exactly, know? exactly. And, and, and the, you know, I've been watching a lot of the late night shows, the interviews, you know, because of the Golden Globes and the Oscars coming up. And it's been, uh, you know, actor, well-known actors uh, really talking about this lockdown and talking about what it was like to not be able to go to work, um, not be able to... Um, I mean, and I'm talking about the celebrities because we sometimes think, oh, celebrities have it so much better. But um, everybody had their own challenges. So what, where we are at now is that obviously uh, we are beginning, as you said, uh, seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I think some things are improving because of um, the vaccines and because we um, the numbers are you know, going down. But regardless of all that, we we do the day, each, each one of us does the day uh, within ourselves. And how we are going to interact, what are the tools we're going to use? What is your practice, your daily practice to bring you back to your core, to your heart, to your, to your God self? Because, listen, we all have the soul and we all have the humanness. So how do you forgive yourself? How do you um, do the little microscopic things, micro steps as we call them at at Thrive? How do you uh, stretch your body every day? Uh, How do you uh, pray? How do you do a little bit of exercise? How do you go out and do walks? How do you hug your family if you are with your family? And if you are alone, do you, um, uh, instead of um, all the Zoom calls, do you just decide and say, let's just have a moment with my friend. I have three friends. We meditate together every day. And it's been incredible. I I have gotten closer to my friends, Diane, uh, than ever. Because I've allowed myself to be very, very vulnerable. I've allowed myself, as I said, to cry. And, and in the crying and in the releasing, the new energy comes in. You know, it's really like uh, if you look at, uh, at nature and, uh, you know, when the leaves fall and the trees are bare and then the trees have new foliage and, and new leaves and life comes up again and you know we're facing we're back in spring now and we're just beginning to feel the new blossoms and I I want people to feel that they can have that they can find beauty uh, and and be creative with yourself be creative with the people around you be creative in finding the little things to bring your gratitude and never start your day without being grateful, without opening up your heart and saying, oh, my God, I have 37.3 trillion cells that are breathing me, that are giving me this this life, you know. Uh, How can I be grateful to that? How can I have moments of reverence? And to me, that opens up the field for the spirit to come in and partner with our spirit. Because my friends, the spirit is breathing us right now. It's not waiting for the pandemic to finish and then say, oh, then I will, you know, breathe you. The breath, the breath of life is going on. But when we are, for me, let me just speak for me. When I'm sad, when I'm off, when I'm feeling lazy or tired and I feel like doing anything and I feel upset and I feel why is this happening to me why can't I see my friends 
And I miss so many things. You know, I'm an extrovert and I love speaking with people, hugging people. And this has been a year of complete deprivation. So when I feel that, I have a responsibility to myself to own those feelings, to say it's okay, it's okay to feel this way. Can I share it with the people that I feel safe with? Can I let myself exhale? And then you will see that the the tenderness of the spirit will come in and lift us. And that to me is the art of life, which is in the moment we can transform the state of our mind and our hearts. If we are willing to go there, if we are willing to accept where we find us and love us where we find us, not when we are perfect, not when everything is going on wonderfully, not when the pandemic is over, but can I feel so much? And ultimately, all the main teachers, Diane, all the main mystics, everybody has told us that the way to the divine, the way to God, the way to the heart is infinite compassion. Right. Compassion for others, compassion for ourselves. That's so beautiful. And it just reminds me that really what you're saying is the point of power that we have is really just in the present moment right now. Exactly. We can only do something right now. And I really hope people pick up this book because- I've really enjoyed it, uh, Wake Up to the Joy of You. And it's something that you can pick up and just start and use every day with great lessons like that, just like you're sharing, (laughs) you know, to be able to have more gratitude, to have more compassion in life. And, And you also talk about in the book, you know, the practice of being aware of the divine in us. And you touched on that a little, a little bit earlier that we, it's easy to forget that, that we deny a divine existence within ourselves with all the pain and struggle in the world, especially with what we're dealing with now. Exactly. But we are, we are divine creatures, aren't we? Well, of course. I mean, it's like, do you ever, uh, I mean, I was looking the other day, I was wearing, putting on my contact lenses and, you know, my eye was uh, twitching, you know, and I couldn't just like, and I went, God, my eyes. I mean, who made those eyes? There are like, you know, millions of nerves and, and it is like the whole miracle of the body and how extraordinary it is that we are even able to move. And, and, and we all get stuck in our thoughts. That is the unfortunate thing, Diane. We all get stuck in the rumination of, of, the, of the negative thinking and the critical thinking and the toxicity that we create for ourselves. And that's why I wrote this book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, because I feel um, joy is inherited in the spirit. And it's challenging for all of us to go beyond the mind and beyond the emotions and go into the spirit. And, And as my mother used to say, whom I loved so much, she said, the way... um, out the way in is uh, how my god how does you say the the it's the way in is the way through you have to go through it to get in um you can't sort of dance around it and avoid yourself and um i think facing yourself and who you are is is really one of the greatest challenges we all have because uh, we all want to have this ideal uh, perfection image of ourselves, and we are all, all magically imperfect. I mean, look at a child. I mean, look at a child and how um, messy they are and how imperfect they are, and yet how full of the joy. And, and, I, and I always feel we have to go back to that innocence of ourselves being as as a child, I mean, we are adults and we are responsible and we have all these things that we have put on ourselves. But ultimately, the sweetness of the child in us is where the light shines. 
Right. And recognizing that and, and seeing that that's, that's funny when you were, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, how we would recognize the divine within ourselves. And I, I went to this meditation retreat a couple of years ago and there was an exercise that they made us do where we had to line up in front of the other people and stare into their eyes for 30 seconds and I thought, oh, I don't want to stare at anybody. This is so weird. You know, and I said, okay, how am I going to do this without laughing or, or making a fool of myself? And I looked at everybody's eyes and I would look at the colors of their of the irises and I thought, wow, these people's eyes are so beautiful. Why did I never notice the colors before? Yes. How every person is individual and their colors are so different. So I ended up looking forward to looking into the next person's eyes. Yes. Yes. Where before I was dreading it, you know. So yes. it's it's Isn't funny that how the best. I know I've done that myself. You, have you done that exercise? Yes. yes. <laughs> I just it's it's the best. It is. And you realize that we really are more alike than we like to think. You know, I love that you share so much. You mentioned your mother and, and your sister, Ariana, and you talk about your family a lot in the book and, you know, how much of a support they've been and, and an inspiration to you. Yes. And is, yes. Have they been a big help also in this year? Well, your mother's has passed, but my just mother has you know, passed. family. Yes. I mean, uh, I'm very close to my nieces as well, and they have been um, remarkable, actually, totally remarkable. My younger niece uh, suffered um, a concussion because she was hit by by crossing the street in New York, and she wrote a book, which I want to put a plug in for her. It's called A Map to the Unknown, A Journey Inward. And I've watched her. She's, 30, she's 29 now. I've watched her go through this um, incredible uh, hard uh, time uh, physically, you know, with the headaches and all sorts of um, things in her body and how she pierced through to spirit and, and is keep, uh, you know, as a young girl, she keeps finding her way. And uh, I mean, I... I wrote about in Unbinding the Heart, my book before this, how I found my way to God, how I found my soul, how I found myself beyond uh, my physical self. You know, like I'm more than, uh, than this personality and this body, and I am this, this being that is connected to, to the whole. And uh, uh, this, all these things, you know, Diane are so hard to put into words because it's more in the essence and in the beingness. And I feel, um, I, I just always encourage people to have a practice and a sacredness inside of you, or it is a journal that you write or a, a prayer. You know, as you know, I'm writing this new book about prayer and the power of prayer on an everyday 24-7 uh, where you just keep asking for the light to come in and the light that sustains universes uh, so beyond our comprehension. And, and to me, it's like to live like that. I mean, to live like that where you're making your cappuccino and while you're getting in your car and you're filling your car with, with gas and while you are on your Zoom call and in your meetings to not lose the perspective, not lose the awe, the majesty, to not look at a tree and say, oh, it's just a tree, but to say, my God, this tree has been here and will be here way long after me. This tree is way older than me. And to have a moment of awe and, and reverence gets you out of your narcissistic uh, self-obsession. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. You know, one thing that I've been doing a lot of over the past year that I hadn't really done a lot of before is taking a lot of walks yes. because there really wasn't much else that you could do, you know, and I would walk around the neighborhood or I would go to a neighborhood that I really love and, and I would try to take a minute and look at how beautiful Everything the trees was. are. Yes. Yeah. Look at the colors of 
the flowers and things that I would see on my on my path and sometimes it would they would seem just so vibrant almost supernatural or something in a way like almost like I was on a, a you know a trip <laughs> like yes. a, like a trip a drug trip or something yes, but, yes. I, but I wasn't but it would you know I would try to take myself out of that and see the beauty in that way where I wasn't noticing it before. And I think that's really been a benefit because I do notice things a lot more now. Exactly. And to, and to, to let things come in you, you know, and, and the first thing, I think the most important thing we have to is let ourselves in. And I have a chapter in the book actually that I love. I haven't thought of it for a while. It's called how to let love in. Well, there's so many great lessons that you share in the book. I mean, 52 meditations and practices. And I, I mean, I wish we could talk about every single one because I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think that they're so, they're so valuable and they're so important. We're going to take a short break though, in a minute and then come back and we can get into some more things in depth, but I really hope that people will check out the book and give it a chance and give the meditation practices a chance. After each chapter, there's a short meditation exercise that you bring people through. And I've practiced a couple of them um, before we talked and they're really amazing. Hold that thought for one second. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Agape Stasinopoulos on cityonlineradio.org. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. I have an amazing guest. I'm talking with Agape Stasinopoulos about her book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life. And it's available right now. But I wanted, you know, actually in the book, you start out the book talking about meditation. Yes. And that's an important practice for you, isn't it? Yes. Very important practice. And um, it's, uh, I, I, I love guided meditations, and my, I have a spiritual teacher. He passed, but the teachings are continuing called John Roger, the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, which is based in Los Angeles, and it's it's a global movement, a, a very small group of people uh, all over the world, and the teachings are very much about um, soul transcendence and about the light and sound of God, uh, and being in that vortex, and and it's a it's a beautiful path that I found uh, when I first arrived in Los Angeles, and I've stayed very committed and devoted. And I listen to my meditation teacher a lot, uh, and I meditate by starting always with evoking the light of the spirit. Uh, so it would be like this: I sit down and I say. Um, I ask for the light of the Holy Spirit to be present with me, protect me, and surround me. I ask that anything that can be transmuted in my consciousness, anything of heaviness, of worry, of anxiety, to be taken and transmuted in the light. And I ask that through this practice and through these moments that I am silent, that I may receive the guidance, the inspiration, and the upliftment of the Spirit. You see? That's beautiful. And then I just pray because I listen to my voice brings me calmness. And uh, I find that our own voices, Diane, carry the healing light. So it's very vulnerable to go to bed by yourself at night and put your arms around you and say, I ask that the light protect me and fill me through my night travel. And then I may wake up refreshed and I love you, Agape tell myself I love your cup can you believe it it's amazing and you, you know, do that every day well not every day but I, I I I do say to myself a lot throughout the day I love myself I love your agape I love your agape because 
then I can look at other people and go, oh my God, they, they everybody needs loving. Everybody needs compassion. Everybody needs a caress of love. I look at love as a caress because we the, the confinement of our physicality, of the physical, of the mind, of um, the thoughts and the emotions and the, and the what's going on in our world can totally create this crust around you. You know, this, this I call it the cement around our souls. And so I find that loving is a very uh, sweet, practical, powerful energy that is can uh, uh, melt this cement. You know, that's the heart that I speak about a lot. And before I forget, I want to give uh, our listeners my email that I sent out about eight guided meditations. And it's uh, at um, agapi, A-G-A-P-I, at unbindingtheheart.com. And if they can send me a, an email, I'll send you those eight meditations uh, as my gift to you. And then you can download the, the 33 of them if you oh, would like. Oh, that's great. And, and that's agape at unbindingtheheart.com? Yes. And I love to pass them on because I feel we all need right now um, guidance to lift, to shift. Because that's that's what I really, if you look at it, it if you look at our lives, it's like we all want to shift. We sleep so we can shift to being rested. We We work so we can shift our energies to feeling creative and productive. And shifting from one thing to the other uh, mindset and upliftment is a, is, a, is a great key. And I find that uh, I listen to my guided meditations myself because they lift me. That's so great. Well, it's such a, a wonderful tool to have in your life and a practice to get into. And whether you do a sitting meditation or a walking, I, I like to walk and sometimes I'll listen to a guided meditation or music yes. or just yes. sit in silence. You know, it just gives you, it just gives you so much. It gives you so much energy. So much, you know, and, and I think um, the exciting thing about life is that um, at each moment we're given the opportunity to to open up to our souls, to let in more love. But I just have to return to this fundamental key of uh, don't go on automatic in, in your judgments because we are so harsh on ourselves and we're constantly, you know, we have this feeling that, I don't know if you, that, that God, whatever we call God, and to me God is not a being, it's a state, it's a consciousness that loves. It's not saying, well, I love you when you're not tired and upset. I, I, I don't love you when you're tired and upset. I love you when you're feeling good. <laughs> you know, right. that's, that's the conditional man's love, you know, that the consciousness of love is, is unconditional. It's there. Agape, my name is unconditional love. You know that, right? Yes. You know, I so, love that. <laughs> so it's, love is love. I mean, and it doesn't change. It doesn't alter. It, it, it is pure and it is like like your breath. It's there. So finding that place so you can reside there, so you can, um, uh, you know, you, you can actually access that place is the practice of meditation. That's how I right. see it. I mean, I meditate, but it's not to get to, to stop your mind because you'll never do that. Uh, it is to access that sweet spot. And in order to do that, Diane, we can't go on automatic or we can't go unconscious. And that's why um, I'm writing this new book on prayer because I feel when you pray, you become more vulnerable, you become more open. And I love to pray out loud. And a lot of people say, oh, but I, I feel awkward or I feel shy or I feel um you know um that um there's no one there you know and I, and I, I mean there i mean you and i know a lot of people who totally believe in in the divine and they know it and and don't you know just that tons and tons of people who say i don't believe there's anything there it's all right right and those well, are it's easy <laughs> to believe that right i mean it's easy to believe that we're alone and there's there's nobody there and there's no support you know when things are bleak 
Exactly. But, but exactly. you're saying that it, it is there and it is available to all of us. 24-7. <laughs> right, right. And also when I, I was thinking when you were talking about how, you know, you, you get quiet and you pray and, and also use meditation, that that is where the creativity happens. That's where you get the answers yes. that you really, that you're seeking is when you, you're in that space. And one of the lessons that was weaving through this book and, and also in your previous book, Unbinding the Heart, was yes. really getting to know yourself, know your calling, what you're supposed to do. I, I have a friend that every time I talk to her, she says, I have no, I don't, I have no talent. I have, I'm not good at anything. Like she doesn't believe that she has a calling to do something. And I, and I say, what are you crazy? You're the most organized person I know. You know, you can put anything together that you need to do. Oh, I need like, to know and her. She, doesn't, she should come over and help me with my well, desk. <laughs> right? She would be the perfect organizer, but she doesn't see that as a wonderful gift. And I, I think that that's a wonderful gift. And, and yeah, you, like, you're yeah, so great at, you're just great at helping people to kind of get to that place where they can know themselves to really find the calling, you know, find what we're supposed to do. And then to just say to her, look in the mirror and know that there is no one like you. There is no one who looks like you. There is no one who has the DNA like you. And therefore you have the gift that is uniquely yours, whatever it is. And ask her to do um, this exercise, which is, I I love. It's It's in my book called Finding Your Calling. And um, it's, let's see, it's page 176. Uh, And I will read you those questions because people sometimes think, oh, my calling is something big, like I have to be like the Pope or Oprah or, you know, Mother Teresa or, um, you know, my calling is a grand thing. It isn't. Your calling is right here, right now. And I said, if we access our heart calling, everybody, everything starts to have meaning. So I have five questions that can bring you closer to your calling. You ask yourself, what am I here to learn? What am I here to teach? What am I here to overcome? Like, like for her, for example, it would be the self-doubt that I don't have anything to give. That would be something she has to overcome. What am I here to complete, to complete the cycle of, um, you know, feeling not good enough? That would be something to complete. What am I here to share and express? And is it to share my gift of supporting people to um, uh, becoming more of who they are, to helping them clean their environment so they can feel more of their own energy? I mean, it can be something that is Say a friend of mine does accounting, you know, is her gift to do accounting? No, her gift is to actually help people um, organize their finances so they will be feel more free. So, right. you know, she, she does accounting and, and, you, and you hire her and she says, look, let me do this for you so I can show you what's going on in your finances and you can be more free to do your creativity. Um, so when you, when you take... Um, your uh, uh, your energy and your gift to be of service to others, then automatically you have a calling. Right. I love that. I mean, I'm definitely going to share that with her. And, and I think it's great how in the book, when you talk about, you know, you thought your calling was to be this fabulous actress and, <laughs> yes. and you know, and you got to do some acting and, yes. and you went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. I mean, that's no slouch. Exactly. You know, to get <laughs> to get in there. But you realize that the part that you were supposed to play was yourself. And when, when I read yes. that, I love that. Yes. I thought that's so great. And to find yourself. And, you know, I, I feel very, very blessed that um, I have found my path and my, call, my, my calling and I have got to know Agape, you know, and got to know. And I, I, I'm a very big believer, by the way, of using your name when you talk to yourself or when you do a schedule. Like you'll see in my, in my, in my schedule, I'm still do pen and pen and paper, Diana. I have, I still have a, a, a scheduler with a calendar. I do too. You know, <laughs> I, I love. So take a pen and paper and say, you know, Saturday eleven to twelve time with Agape, time with Diane, walk with Diane, uh, listen to Diane. I mean, you can have a whole thing, you know. Um, um, allow Diane to play, uh, 
playtime with Diane. Who do you want to play with? Who do you want to talk to? So treat yourself. I love this this uh, this quote. Treat yourself as if you were someone inexpressibly dear to you. Treat right. yourself as if you were someone because listen. The bottom line is no one can love you like you love you. But no one teaches us how to love ourselves. We think loving ourselves is is selfish or egotistical. I'm not talking about um, being uh, self-absorbed. I'm talking about being self-loving, self-fulfilling, self-supportive. Like loving yourself could be, I don't feel like working out and saying, okay, honey, I know you don't, but you're going to feel so good after you work out. Let's go do it. Um, You know, I want to have this, second piece of chocolate cake with ice cream and say, okay, well, let's just have a bite. You know, I mean, the, the little things, uh, I mean, I know for me, when I keep my commitments to myself, um, I feel elevated. Yes. You say that in the book, that's finding your linchpin. Yes. I love that. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> finding your linchpin. What is the thing that we all daily need to connect with the the cord in us that connects us to ourselves. You cannot be connected to God or to the divine unless you're connected to yourself. You know? Right. I love that because, you know, I have been doing that when when I'm feeling stressed or, or worried or freaked out. I imagine that there's someone, you know, it could be like my mother or an angel or whatever I'm thinking that day, putting their arm around me and saying, it's okay it's okay, Diane. But I do I call yes. I do call my name like I say, like that's I'm talking beautiful. to myself. Oh my god, that's so beautiful. I love that. I I mean, you know, you ever go and put your hands behind somebody's shoulders and and, and call in the presence, it's the most healing thing. I mean, imagine there's someone there, but when you see someone, I mean we you know, obviously now because of the pandemic, we don't touch each other as much, you know. Um, but I did a retreat once where everybody uh, had to stand behind someone and put their hands on their shoulders so that you feel you are supported, you know, like you are, there is an energy, there's a presence behind you. Because indeed there is, um, the, the, the spirit and the, and the spiritual guides that work with us and um, the wisdom of, of our souls, the, everything is um, there. But we we are like, um, it's like I have this image of like where this, this fish that's out of the ocean and is trying to, to find water in the, in the sand. And it's like we need to take somebody to take it and throw us back in the ocean. And then you swim and you're in the ocean. You are in the water. You don't have to um, go look for it because you're in it. But most of us have exteriorized ourselves. We've taken ourselves out of paradise, out of our souls, out of, into the outer world. And I heard this great quote the other day, a yoga teacher, a friend of mine said, said, we must be citizens of both worlds, <laughs> the inner world and the outer world. Now I had a friend of mine who was uh, talking to her son, who was terribly unhappy. He couldn't go back to college because of the pandemic. And um, he couldn't see his girlfriend, who was in another uh, city. And, I mean, he was miserable. And his mother said to him, you know what? Get an inner life. (laughs) Right. Don't be so worried. She said, if you don't get an inner life, she said, you can't make this life happen. I mean, because we come out of this, but... You know, this is the time to build your inner life and do it with uh, a joy in your heart, you know. And what do you tell people when we're we're trying to work on our inner life and, and really pay attention to what's important, but it's so difficult when there's so many distractions, and especially with social media and people presenting this image yeah image of the dancing and and right the filters (laughs) i say this i say this take a journal put your name on it take your favorite pen or many pens and find as our beloved joseph campbell said find a place 
in your home, whether it is in your bedroom or outside your or a corner in your bedroom, and that is your creative place. And have 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour a day where it's you and you. And you say, oh, I don't know what to write. Well, write nothing. Write, write scribble something. Write anything. Don't censor it. And pour your heart into this. And then take a, a pen and write, Spirit speaks to me and listen. And connect with a part of you that is real, that is, that is authentic, that is the essence of you. And you deserve that. And at the beginning, you might feel awkward and you might feel, and some people I know, they write pages and pages every day, you know, and they write in their journals and they are fanatics about writing and I, good for you. But for those who struggle with opening up to you, make that a practice. I have a journal by my bed, it's called Agape's Prayers. And I write at night, I have a calligraphy pen and I just let my soul write. And then in the day, I have a, a yellow pad, and I write, I'm tired, I, I am sick and tired, I'm frustrated. Whatever it is that I'm feeling, I'm, I, I need more loving, I need to hug more people, I need to connect with more people, I need to sleep, I need not to worry. You know, the unconscious needs outlet. The conscious needs outlet and the unconscious. So we need to open up. The, the, the dump, you know, and dump what's in the unconscious, dump what's in, in, in the subconscious, and then let the higher spirit speak to us and flood us with a loving. And then you can write your to-do list. You know, I have to do this and I have to do that to get it out of your own mind. But write also your poems, your, your, your innermost feelings that are for you, and that's then you walk on this earth and you feel you are at home with yourself. And that, my friend, is worth everything because then you don't postpone, oh, I will be at home with myself when the pandemic is over. I'll be at home with myself when I have the ideal relationship or I have more money. Sure, all that is wonderful. Uh, when I, you know, have more followers on, on social media, Disconnect from all that and connect with that part of you uh, that, that is so beautiful. And if it doesn't feel beautiful, just put a beautiful picture in front of you of something you feel is beautiful and know that your soul and your light is more beautiful than a billion stars. I love that suggestion. And, you know, you were talking directly to me about the writing part because yeah. I've been struggling with journaling and I'm, I'm not really a journaler and I try to write just, you know, off the cuff without judgment, you know, just yes. write ideas. And I like the idea of, of writing prayers and things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try that because I think it could be really healing and we have so much judgment so much on judgment. ourselves, you know, and, Especially, I think as women, I'm sure men do it too, but I mean, I've been feeling this like, you know, we're getting older. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting older by the minutes, you know, feeling, feeling Life things change. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 but my mother used to say, don't miss the moment. And I say, don't miss yourself because we're getting older, but we are still here and it doesn't matter um, because right now, we can actually fill our cup, you know, and, and feel the presence. And, and, you know, when I wrote these prayers, which when my book comes out, people will be able to enjoy, which I'm so thrilled about, is uh, I write from the place of where you start right now. Like I have this prayer that is for in between, the period in between, the interim period, you know, which we're in right now. And it starts by saying, I ask, that we may transform this period by allowing my patience, my self-compassion, my trust in infinite possibilities into my life. I ask to release my impatience, my restlessness, as I wait patiently to see what is next for me, for example. You know, so 
it's like you are asking, like for you, it would be, I ask that I may go beyond my judgments of my writing and allow whatever is in my heart, my pure heart, my the purity of my thoughts to come out and speak to me. And and without judgment, without I ask to suspend the criticism and the judgments and enjoy the fact that I have something to say or I have whatever I have to say is of value to me. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I love that. And so you start- I wanted to ask you, if you do you have a favorite prayer, like not one that you wrote, but one that you say all the time? Well, I think what I just said before, I ask for the light of the Holy Spirit to be here for me, uh, surround me, protect me, and fill me and embrace me. And I ask that I open to receive. I mean, I think if anything, I have this uh, thing on my desk, which I love. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. I actually have it um, in my lamp here. And it says, with heartfelt love and gratitude, I set these judgments free in me. I lovingly release them into the light and I partake of the essence. So for me, it's like I let go of the judgments and I set myself free or I let go of um, this um, separation with this person or I let go of my frustration and I set myself free. I let go of my... I. I become very involved um, and empathetic with uh, other people's energies because I'm an empath. So I always have to let go of people's suffering and return to me so that I don't take... Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So I, I think, let me just say it clearly and people can write it down. I let go of, and you fill in the gaps, this to the spirit within and I go free and I set myself free, whatever works for you. So you, at each moment, you have the power and the ability and the choice to set yourself free, to be in your freedom, to choose how you want to feel, what you want to experience, what you want to create. So you take your power back from the dark, negative, um, critical part in ourselves, and you take mental dominion over that, and you say, I want to feel the purity and the loving of my heart. And I set these other things, I set them, uh, I release them into the light. I release this judgment into the light. And I set myself free. That's so beautiful. And that's such a great way to wrap up. It's been so wonderful to talk with you and, and share this time. And I really hope people check out the book. Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life. And also look for your new book, which is coming out, the book on prayer. And you said that will be out later this year or the beginning of next? The title of it is uh, Speaking with Spirit, Prayers for, uh, for, for Guidance and Upliftment. Thank you so much, Diane. You are so wonderful. And we are you're an amazing listener. And again, to remind people, agape at unbindingtheheart.com, send me um, uh, an email and, uh, and I'll put you on my list. You can follow me on Instagram at agape sees and Facebook, of course, and my website, which is um, wakeuptothejoyofyou.com. And I look forward to connecting with all of you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.